Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's gaming news, and you guys know we bring it straight to you. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, just to get that started. Um, we're recording this on Mother's Day, but chances are when you guys listen to it, it'll be you know the day after or some point later on during the week. So happy belated Mother's Day to you guys. Uh, I'm your host, Danzel, aka Black Ice, joined by my co-host each and every week, starting off to my right here, or right here um start off with manny aka Goopmaster flex what's going on bro you're to know stay gooping with the man bun because we keep it fun right yeah <laughs> yo you are freestyling demon today okay i like that one, though that was that was actually pretty good I, I gotta try i gotta try yo. i gotta yeah, try yeah, i respect that okay okay and of course guys we got the man down low chris <laughs> aka uh may 25th what's going on man chilling man i'm waiting on manny's next album bro Shit. Check out my song. Oh shit. <laughs> no, bring the SoundCloud back. Oh shit. Yo, oh, yo, remember shit. when I first started? We're like, yeah, check out my own things. <laughs> yo. <laughs> so you you graduated to SoundCloud. The differences in revenue. Lord have mercy. Oh my, my god. Gotta get your bag when you can, right? God. That's right. I stick with gaming. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, let's uh Let's talk about some games like we always do, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> not too much new, too too much news this week. Um, you know, there's there's definitely some big things we're gonna get into for sure. But you know, we're waiting for. Uh, I keep wanting to call it E3, but we can't call it E3 anymore. Let's just say the summer season, right? You know, we're getting all the big announcements and whatnot. Um, you know, Summer Games Fest is gonna be popping off June 9th. There's gonna be a big showcase uh, starting that off. Obviously, last week we talked about Microsoft's. Um, E3 E3 uh press conference that's going to be happening on the 12th I believe June 12th. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, we getting little little pieces of news here and there. So we'll get into that in a moment, but before we do that, you guys already know how we do things here at the XPP. Chris, you got to start us off with the icebreaker, bro. Uh, hello people. This week's icebreaker. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very very simple. To you guys out there, what is the biggest gaming gimmick fail? Slow that down, because maybe you might have been like, what the hell you just asked me? There's gaming in general, right? And then there's always, like, little tiny things to try to make throughout the years to, like, hook you. (laughs) And some of it sticks, and some of it is, like, really, really good shit. Not all of it sticks. (laughs) So the question is, again... The biggest fail in your eyes, right? So for me, um, this is a gaming answer, but then it's also like an, an electronics answer in general. I truly feel we had a moment there, right? Where we were pushing 3D shit hard everywhere, right? Everywhere. And Damn. I'm like, hey, yo, this shit trash, bro. <laughs> this trash. <laughs> I remember the 3DS... Do you remember, um, oh, it was a cell phone. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what's wrong with my throat. Today. I'm sorry. I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. The HTC Evo 3D. You remember that, John? Yeah, hey, I bought that. <laughs> I bought that, right? Thought that shit was litty. I watched, I remember the commercial. I was like, hey, yo, this shit look kind of fire, yo. I'm pull my phone out. They're like, hey, yo, look at these numbers just floating in the air and shit. Really shit dope, right? The most useless feature, the most 
gimmick gimmick feature I could ever think of, bro. Like it just it had no real function. What was it really going to do for y'all? It was a purely gimmick, purely. That a lot of the touchscreen shit that we've gotten here and there, even though I would argue the touchscreen shit obviously is way more way more utilized, like in general, right? Because we use touchscreen on our phones and everything like that. But I'm talking about touchscreen intuitives in gaming per se. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's ever truly taken off with that concept of attaching a game to any kind of touchscreen stuff. Where I think that there's a lot of areas there for them to make something really cool, but literally nobody, I don't think, has really. They've tried, but not really crushed that. You, know? you mean like um, touchscreen controls in mobile games, or like <clears throat> crossing between I, like console and like? Touch I think screen? both because I've never really liked a lot of the touchscreen controls in mobile games. Mm. Like I, I don't even like them in Genshin Impact. I, I hate that shit. Like that's why I've to this day said. Oh, man, I wish I had a PS5 right now because I would love to just play that on a controller rather than the weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, why don't you just it, it supports controller, right? So why don't you just use your Xbox controller on your phone? Man, that's work. <laughs> Is that work? That's mad easy, bro. Come on now. <laughs> well, one, I didn't even know I could play it like that. Um, with an Xbox controller, didn't know I could do that. Well, you could because um, the Xbox controllers all have Bluetooth now, so you could just Bluetooth pair it to your to your phone, and boom, you're good. That I I, I did not know that. I just learned something. Um, well, before that development, <laughs> that's how I was feeling. You know, I, I didn't like how they did that. But then also just integrating it with, you know, actual console gaming and shit like that. I just never thought anybody really, truly took advantage of that, how they should have. Um, but yeah, that 3D shit was whack, bro. Like, that shit was... Damn, bro. It's whack, bro. Like, yo, this shit didn't hit. It didn't many- hit. So Manny knows because we were talking about this before you before you came on, but that was my answer. So <laughs> I guess three D um, was really whack. Yeah, I mean it's pretty whack. Yo, speak on it more. You got more points to destroy these dudes with. Go ahead, but my thing, you know, the shit was whack. You know it was. It was uh, whack. I a thousand percent agree. I mean, three DS is probably the perfect example that pops into my mind. Is like, yo, that came out, and like I was, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I was very excited for it when it first came out, but. You know, using it the first couple times, it was like, all right, like, cool. Like, really what I'm looking for out of this now is just, like, an enhanced DS. And that's what we got. You know, we got some couple games, new games, that are out of But, like, nobody really utilized that 3D feature. And to be quite honest, I don't know how they could have necessarily utilized it. Like, it was pretty basic. It was like, okay, this is, like, a cool novelty feature. But, like, you know, let's move on from this now. Like, to the point where they, you know, Nintendo made the 2DS because... What's the point of even continuing to make these like the 3D function of the system if people aren't really using it? So I agree with you a thousand percent on the 3D shit, man. There's a couple console games they tried to flip us like um, 3D glasses in them. I feel like the the Avatar game might have been one of those too. Like, I think so, yeah. I don't think I played the. Yeah, I just there's a couple different games that tried to do it, and it was just like, nah, man, I'm good. Like, I don't. When you, when you try to give me glasses. That takes that takes me completely out of the experience, right? Yeah. But yeah, sure. you know, that's why I was like, okay, I, I I was kind of excited for the Nintendo's iteration of it where you didn't need glasses or anything like that, and it was really just kind of like tricking your eyes into seeing the 3Ds. But that wasn't it, man. It wasn't it. it didn't add to gaming in any meaningful way, and it was no. just it was a gimmick. It was exactly what you said is a gimmick. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can come up with a different one though, real quick, while uh, Manny gives his answer. So. <laughs> What you got, Manny? <clears throat> yeah, um, I believe 
one thing that they should just like completely give away, except for exception of free to plays, is premium currency. I should not have to pay sixty, seventy dollars for a game, and then it's like, oh, you want this? Well, you got to pay an extra like twenty bucks for this premium currency, and then you can buy this cool little, you know, skin for a character and everything like that. I feel like that kind of like ruins. The experience in gaming nowadays, because like back then, like in the 360 era, you could just pop a game in and it's like you want some, you just gotta earn it. And like nowadays, it's just like you spend that money for the game and it's like you see that cool skin that you want, and they just like put it behind a paywall that you have to pay instead of earning it. And it's just like it it takes the meaning away from the skin as well as like the fun from it. Because like I remember Gears War 3, like I I used to want to get that uh, MVP cold skin and in order to get that skin, you had complete basically every challenge in order to get that skin, and then you had it. It's like, yo, you're just badass MVP Cole, and everybody sees you, and you're like, damn, bro, like you earned that shit. Yeah. And then it's like, now when you play, like, I remember to bring it back in Gears of War 5, and it's like, you want MVP Cole, or you just got to pay like 15, 20 bucks, you know what I'm saying? And then you're good. Yeah. And that's like, it kind of ruins it. And I re- like, that's what made gaming fun back then. It was like, just completing all these challenges and unlocking things. And, like, nowadays, it's like, unless it's a free-to-play game like Fortnite, which I understand, it's like, you know, they got to make their money somehow. And, you know, I'll give, like, free-to-plays a pass. But, like, when you drop uh, $60, $70 on a game, I feel like it just doesn't make sense. And that's why I feel like premium currency on paid games should just, like, be completely done. But that ain't going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, it's definitely not going anywhere. And to be fair, I don't, Personally, I don't necessarily want it to go anywhere, but I do I do think like within what you were describing, um, if you're gonna have the paid currency or like paid skins or any of that type of stuff, I I want the 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 type of skins that you were talking about from the past, where it's like if I do all these challenges, if I actually work hard, like I can get this skin and I want I don't know. So let's say let's say it's still going to be that same type of skin that you're talking about, the MVP Cole, right? Like, give me mm-hmm. like a designation between I paid for this versus I earned this. Like, if you're going to mm-hmm. do the MVP Cole, like give the one that you have to pay for just like a, I don't know, just make it like plain gray or something, and then the one I have to earn make it gold. You know, like just do something different to differ to, to make it so that you can differentiate between I earned this and I paid for this because. I don't know I, I I do feel like being able to earn certain things in a game definitely makes it worthwhile. Where it's like, all right, like I put in the hours, I did every single challenge, I got every single achievement, and now I have this thing. And me wearing it online, like I have bragging rights now. And um, I do think that that's missing in certain games. Like Fortnite, funny enough, <clears throat> actually does do a decent job of of still having there be. I mean, like like stuff built into the battle pass, right? Like if you get mm-hmm. level hundred in the battle pass. And you get the certain skin, everybody knows, like, oh, okay, he got level 100 in Battle Pass. So he actually put in work to get to that point. Like, what's level 100 right now? Is it Doctor Strange in Fortnite? Yeah. Speaking of Fortnite, shout out to Fortnite because I started playing it again this week. And that no build mode, a zero build mode, is lit as fuck. Like, I completely forgot how fun Fortnite was. There's so much shit in that game. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Like It's great. Yeah, I like I'm not gonna lie, I was making fun of you guys a little bit for for going back to the Fortnite well, but then y'all sucked me back in and I'm like, yo, this is this shit hit different. Like you running around seeing Moon Knight running around, seeing Wanda running around, seeing Doctor Strange running around, seeing like like literally every 
Master Chief. Fa- facet like, of pop culture, bro. Like they they put the Star Wars stuff in there this past week for the Star Wars Day. Like um, they, like you could run around using lightsabers to kill people, shooting blasters from Star Wars. Like, bro, Chris, I'm gonna tell you right now. You might want to come up in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard it was dope. I heard it was dope. I heard about but, a week but also, ago, also like. Especially when they moved to Unreal Engine Five, they added all these different mechanics to the game that I'm like, "Yo, they're doing this right, man." I I have to respect Fortnite. <laughs> I really do. They they somehow <laughs> stayed relevant for so yeah. goddamn long. Mm. Let me ask you a quick question though about the Fortnite Battle Pass though. Does their Battle Pass work in the same idea where you can buy your increments on the Battle Pass? Yeah, yeah you can. See, I hate that too, though. You know what I'm saying? Because that literally kind of almost defeats the whole, oh, this guy got to level 100 on the battle pass and busted his ass to get there thing, you know, because you could technically buy that too. You know, so it's like, damn. Speaking of which... um, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's Uh, all. Now, I remember there would be like Fortnite, like battle pass challenges for skins. So like if you were to buy tier 100, like, yeah, you had tier 100 skin, but you would have to like complete challenges in order to get like... The highest end of the skin, mm-hmm. like the Omega skin in season two and everything like that. So there is like still like challenge gaps in some uh, some of these uh, skins, and they still do it to this day. So yeah, there's layers to COD, it. COD definitely don't do that. COD just be like, just buy the whole damn battle pass and mm-hmm. everything. There you go. <laughs> all the XP bonuses, all the skins, <laughs> all the characters, all the weapons, all the blueprints. Here you go. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, there's a chance that they can expand with that type. I mean, I think the industry at large has really just been kind of following Fortnite's lead with this stuff, like Battle mm-hmm. Passes and all that stuff. Like they kind of, yeah. I mean, obviously, like Battle Passes weren't first introduced into Fortnite, but they're like the way they're implemented nowadays is very clearly from Fortnite. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Call of Duty does something like that down the road too, where there's like layers to it or whatever. But yeah, we'll see. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of another answer for that gimmick thing, man, because the 3D thing was really the first, like, as soon as you told me that that icebreaker last night, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, yo, fuck that 3D shit, man. That shit was, <laughs> that shit was such a lie. Like, uh. But I mean, there's, there's a couple <laughs> random other things I could think of, like um, like loot boxes are probably one of the worst things. I, I think that's more egregious than like any of the other microtransaction stuff that we talk about, because it's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm going to pay you $5 for this random loot box and like it could it could have the best possible thing in the world or it could have the most common thing in the world like i mean actually to take it a, a step further rng and gaming is fucking annoying it's so yeah. annoying yeah. like yeah yeah you i mean you know obviously <laughs> playing destiny and shit yeah rng yeah. and gaming is so frustrating so they never give you any real ways to curve it well destiny's trying to do that now but like in general a lot of these other games i've played Man, RNG is a bitch, man. And and to the point where here's the thing with RNG. It shouldn't be a thing where like you're you're waiting for RNG to be lucky like nice to you so you can get that meta weapon. You get what I'm saying? Like the meta weapon should not be locked behind RNG. Yeah. The meta you know weapon I mean? the meta weapon man, should bullshit. be locked behind like a uh like a fantastic feat. A grind. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like that's that's crazy. And the fact that this Joe Schmo could have a worse crucible game than I did and still get this weapon and I like that's I don't like that. Or, 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 or you do this raid a bajillion times and then you walk this one random guy into the raid who fucks up everything (laughs) 
and they get the best weapon in the game that everybody had been grinding for 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 days and months and weeks. And you just pop up in there. Everybody's carrying you through the whole raid, and then boom! Hey, Vex Mythic class, I got it, guys. And everybody's looking at you Ooh, like, "Fuck no. you, man!" <laughs> Yo, they was big mad. I mean, big mad. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, oh man! Bro, after that, mad people just left the game. <laughs> Bruh. That sounds personal, you know what I'm saying? Now, it, it feels no, personal I, when you out here grinding for something and then somebody comes yeah, up in there yeah, randomly it, and just it sucks. Boop. It sucks, man. And like yeah. that's how it didn't feel the same, but it kind of felt the same when you started playing. And I had been grinding this gun for fucking months in Gambit. I mean months. He gets on and it just drops in his lap. And I was like, What's the perks you got? Are you kidding me? Yo, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. It it makes you I don't know, it awakens something in you that's dark. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. All right? That shit, it, it messes with your head, man. It ain't cool. Yeah, nah, they got to they gotta do something about that. RNG definitely, I mean, in, in certain aspects, like, I'm okay with some randomization in certain games, but when we're talking about, like, like meta weaponry like that and um, and in loot boxes and things like that, that's that shit's not fun. So, yeah. yeah. Industry yeah. got to cut that out for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um... I should have saved the, the little Fortnite discussion that I had for, for, for the first topic because that, that really has to do with Fortnite. But, you know, breaking away from the icebreaker. <laughs> Chris, thank you for that one again. It was, it was a fun icebreaker mm-hmm. to dive into. Um, but, yeah, first topic we're going to get into, guys, again, has to do with Fortnite. Um, so Microsoft or the Xbox team officially announced that Fortnite is available on Xbox Cloud Gaming. And ironically, it's the very first game uh, sorry, first free-to-play game that's going to be available through the cloud streaming um, application. And to take it even a step further, <clears throat> Microsoft's you know, finally gotten their, their stuff together with uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming pretty much anywhere. So you can play it on, on a, a web browser, you can play it on Android, and you can play it on iOS. Now, for those of you who've been paying attention to some of the things that have been going on with Fortnite, you can't play Fortnite on iOS. Like the the app has gone out of the store because of the fight between Epic and Apple. So as of right now, this Xbox um, cloud gaming thing is the only way that you can play Fortnite on an iPhone. So that's kind of a big deal, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, Fortnite's one of the biggest games in the world. Kids are big on mobile gaming and they love Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So you know this this is one of those avenues that Microsoft has to get people into the Xbox ecosystem. To say, hey, Fortnite's the only way you can play. And you know people will people will start playing it through there for yeah. sure. So the other thing about this is this is the first game, yeah, like I said, first free-to-play game, but but also the first game that's not within Xbox Game Pass that's available for cloud gaming. So it's kind of planting the seeds that Microsoft obviously has bigger ambitions for the Xbox cloud gaming stuff than what they've done so far. Um so you know, I'm hoping to see more games uh, dive into that Xbox Cloud Gaming library, like Destiny 2 is another free-to-play game that's no longer on Game Pass. So, you know, the idea is more people will be able to play that way. Um, Warzone, although that seems like it's probably an inevitability because obviously Microsoft is in the process of buying Activision. Um, but, you know, it's it's just a... Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Online, that's, a, that's definitely a possibility. So... The idea of this whole like Xbox Anywhere initiative, like it's it's kind of been heavily rumored for a while. You know, we talked about um, in the past Phil Spencer discussing the idea of having 
Xbox Game Pass or Xbox Cloud Gaming on TVs and, you know, making a dongle and whatnot. And it sounds like some rumors have been creeping up recently, specifically after this announcement that say that that, that vision of the Xbox Anywhere um, initiative is going to be coming a little bit sooner that we, than we may have expected. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that in June at the showcase or whatnot. But, you know, the, the idea is that we're going to get an Xbox streaming puck, not just like a traditional streaming stick, but a, a puck that might have a little bit more power in it than we may expect to be able to process some things on the puck, you know, versus, you know, processing in the cloud itself. So with that being said, you know, guys, what do you guys think about this whole idea, you know, basically being able to play Xbox games on your TV without actually having to have your Xbox plugged in, you know, you can play anywhere essentially, which has kind of been the mantra for Microsoft for quite some time. I remember they, they've been talking about this back since the Xbox 360 haven't really fleshed it out as well as they have now, but you know, what do you, what do you guys envision this looking like? Is there a specific type of game that you guys would want to see in this service and, you know, more things coming to the cloud gaming platform? So, man, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty exciting to see, uh, especially since Fortnite isn't like a Game Pass game, that we can see the possibility of plenty of other Xbox games or any games that hasn't been in the Game Pass um, service. So, you know, it's exciting to see that we can possibly be playing, like, the whole library of our console on like a streaming stick in the future, which would be like great because, you know, like you guys mentioned, mobile gaming is definitely like one of the biggest, you know, gaming platforms out there because it's accessible to everybody. And, you know, to be able to just play plug in a puck on your TV, like, you know, you might have like your Xbox console on your room, but maybe you want to play like a game that you could play with the family in like the living room and you can just plug in the puck instead of having to move a whole console there. Um, that also is like a convenient feature as well. So, I mean, the future of gaming definitely is great on the Xbox side. The fact that you can like pretty much play the Xbox platforms on anywhere itself at the moment is great. But just to add even more of our library to that, possibly in the future, definitely can like change gaming itself because. You know, it's not just like mobile games. We're talking about actual like AAA titles that you would see on the Xbox consoles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I am. I'm glad you made that point about you know not just being like little mobile games or whatnot. Like these are like the best games that you know gaming has to offer that we're able to just stream <laughs> from anywhere and, and have very readily available <clears throat> to to anyone in the world. You know, they're they're talking about expanding to more markets. You know, markets that may not be able to shell out $500, $600 on a a console, you know, and instead may, may have some, you know, expendable income to maybe shell out like maybe five bucks for a subscription or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think even in this case of this Fortnite thing, I think you don't need any kind of subscription. I'm not entirely sure on that. So don't quote me, but I think it's entirely free to play. So, I mean, even that is amazing. If true, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll verify that. But, uh, but yeah, the idea of it is definitely really interesting. Chris, what are you uh, what are you looking to get out of this? Um, yeah, one of the points that many touched on—that's exactly where my brain was going with it too. The whole aspect of uh, you know, do the whole living room thing. Because for me, especially, <clears throat> excuse me, there's certain games where it's like obviously I'll play by myself, like Destiny. I'm not gonna play that in my living room when I have company because 
it's not a game where you could pass somebody a controller and we all sit here and play. It doesn't work that way. So it doesn't make sense for certain games or certain games that are like more graphically intensive or whatever for me to say, I, I want to put all this stuff on my puck and then go downstairs and play it. I would literally use the puck as like an extension of the Xbox for like game nights, Among Us, uh, the Jackbox games, all that kind of stuff. I would fill the puck full of like really not heavily processing power based games. You know what I mean? Just really easy stuff. Um, <clears throat> and then the idea that you could just take it anywhere is massive. I've been waiting for this for forever, you know? Um, I really wish PlayStation had something like this, not to, you know, rain on their parade or anything like that, but I really wish they did because I hurt more not having a PlayStation and not having a way to access their games more so than I do Xbox. With Xbox, I have pretty good access to the games. I just have to pay for them or get them on a Game Pass or whatever the case is, but I don't have a direct access to PlayStation, so it would it would be awesome if they kind of did the same thing, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Well, PlayStation uh, Now is there. I mean, that's that's the thing, but it's just the games that, yeah, that you yeah. want to play just aren't on there, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, this is a great thing. I think this is a Definitely, definitely a plus for gaming. It's like a nice little convenience, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing like really over the top. It's it's a big move, but it's a nice convenience. That's definitely how I kind of look at it. Like yeah. they just made gaming a lot easier to do. You know, if you're stuck in a hospital bed for you just had a, a procedure done or something like that, the fact that you could take a tablet out in the middle of the you know and do that there, or if you're wanna if you're in on vacation and you're across the country and your console's at home, you could pull your shit open and just play it. Like, that's nice. That's very convenient. You could be in positions where you literally are immobile and still be able to play your, your games. You know, that's cool. Um, yeah, no, it's all around a plus. I can't really think of any real negatives to it. Um, but again, I just wouldn't advise folks to just use that as their way to uh, play anything that's competitive. If you can make that shit work, then go for it. I wouldn't do it. Um, yeah, no, that's the only negative I could think about that at all. Everything else. Yeah. yeah you just got to have a stable connection, but other than that, I mean. Yeah, like I think I that's, said, that's really it. I mean, even, I mean, Fortnite's a pretty competitive game. I think some people can make Fortnite work for, for cloud gaming. It's, I guess it, it, it varies, right? Like, <clears throat> I think the fact that Fortnite is so wide ranging, like the fact that there's people on Switch who play Fortnite and this and that, you know, like. It's. I think you can make it work from from a competitive standpoint if your mm-hmm. if your uh, connection is good enough. But <clears throat> obviously, when you get into like higher level stuff, you're not gonna want to try to do that. I have a question. So you mentioned PlayStation Now. So you're telling me PlayStation Now is accessible on PC and cell phones and shit like that too? I'm pretty sure. Let's verify. Hold on. Yeah, because I didn't know it was that vast. So if so that's kind of impressive. I didn't know that. I thought it was way more in a box. I mean, I, I know for sure PlayStation now has been on TVs. Um, that's that's it's been that way for years. As far as mm-hmm. they have an app just in case. 
So just reading this right now, I don't know how old this is or whatnot, but it's saying there's no mobile app dedicated specifically to PlayStation Now. In the official PlayStation app, you can click on a link and that brings you to the PlayStation Now page. There you can browse through games currently available with the subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing on mobile market, at least for iPhone. Yeah, so it looks like it's it's just on TVs and through like a browser. So they're apparently they're missing that mobile component. But to be fair, you can like remote play from your PlayStation, like your your home PlayStation to the app. So true. That's something. It's a stopgap, but it's definitely not as flush out yeah. as uh, you know the Xbox solution is. I'm I'm trying to figure out a way for the guys who don't have said consoles to like be able to do what they want to do. And with this Xbox shit, it sounds like you know you technically don't necessarily have to have an Xbox now for some people yeah. to do what they want to do. And 100%. Yeah, that's what they need. They need an equivalent for PlayStation, man. For real. I mean, they're just catching hurts. up with Game Pass, so you got to give them some time. Got to give them some time. <clears throat> yeah, we'll Enough see. with the excuses. All right, we'll see enough. <laughs> enough. But uh, but Tired shit. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's always how it is. Just give them some time. I mean, I personally, I want to give this whole Xbox Anywhere thing some time. I'm I'm curious to see what that evolves into and. You know, they, like like we talked about a couple episodes ago, but Microsoft just got into the position of being able to put Xbox Series S and X server blades in so that we're playing like X, Series X quality games through cloud streaming. Obviously, you're not going to get the 4K aspects of it and all that stuff, but the extra processing power, you know, w- within the server allows for you to be able to play like Flight Simulator and things like that on mobile. And that's, that's a pretty cool thing. So seeing them progress that technology and get better and better over time is going to be very interesting. And then also seeing what they're going to do with all those, um, that, uh, that cloud studio that they kind of spun up to, to help make cloud only games. I'm really excited to see that type of stuff. So we'll see. I'm I'm sure we're going to have to hear something about this whole initiative more at the, uh, the gaming showcase we're going to see in June. So look out for that, but getting to our final topic here, um, it made pretty pretty big news last week, early last week. But Square Enix announced that they were going to be selling a number of their um, their Western IP or properties to the Embracer Group. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Embracer Group is a holding company that owns a fuck ton of games that you guys probably like. <laughs> Just to be straight up with you, um, I think they it said that they own roughly 120 gaming studios. Um, they, they own Gearbox from my understanding. So, so Borderlands, um, they own Deep Silver. So Saints Row, um, mm-hmm. the Metro games, it's, it's pretty wide ranging. They, they own a lot of stuff and now they're going to be buying a number of Square Enix properties. So, um, the information that was given was, let's see. So for $300 million, the Embracer group is getting studios like Crystal Dynamic, Idos Montreal, um, Square Enix Montreal. Presumably, they'll change their name. Um, and then intellectual properties like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane, and a number of others. Um, they also sold off the rights to the uh, Marvel like games, so like the Avengers oh, games oh. and all that stuff. The fact, honestly, the fact that they sold that for three million, three hundred million is wild. That's like that's nothing to be quite honest, especially when we look at, you know, and we were even having conversations last week about some of these game studios and like properties being sold for billions of dollars. Now, to be fair, all these, all these, um, 
things that we're talking about, like like uh, Crystal Dynamic, they they haven't been necessarily doing too great. Like that Avengers game that they put out wasn't really hitting. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy game that was made by, I think, was that Square Enix Montreal or Idos Montreal? I'm not entirely sure, but the studio who was responsible yeah, for, for sure. that game also got sold off. And they weren't doing particularly well with that game, even though we did consider that like a sleeper hit of the year. You know, that was probably Manny's game of the year, all that stuff. It was an absolutely good game. But when we look at sales numbers, it really wasn't there. It wasn't hitting the way it needed to. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it looks like Square Enix just kind of cut and run. You know, they obviously Square Enix, they're, they're all about their Japanese RPGs. Obviously, they've got Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts, you know, like it, it looks like basically this was kind of a play, in my opinion, to to tighten themselves up to be more focused on what they do best, which is the RPG, you know, what's the Japanese RPG. There's some people who have theorized that they think that this is also a move for Square Enix to get purchased, more specifically by Sony. Um, I think uh, a couple weeks ago, there was some, some rumors going around that Sony was going to have an announcement on a big acquisition and greg miller from the kind of funny he mentioned that he had heard that square enix was the studio that was going to get purchased and he he mentioned that this week so still up and up in the air still a possibility but you know definitely want to get you guys this take on this i mean you know 300 million for i mean tomb raider is a huge property so to me alone i, I feel like that selling along with deus ex thief legacy of kane like you know Legacy Kane is probably a lesser known property, but that game was hitting back in the day. So for that mm-hmm. to sell for so little, guys, you know, what do you guys think about all that? Chris, I'll start with you on this one. Um, I'm actually also very surprised at the Tomb Raider thing because for two reasons. One, the number is low, like you said. That That is 300 million. Like this entire time we've been talking about like billies and shit. Like, you know, like I'm surprised how, you know, they, they didn't even get to half a billion. That's interesting. But on top of that, it's more interesting to me because, like, if you guys are planning to sell, we don't know if that's the case, but if that's if that's what they're going to do, the sell, how are you making your, your, your sales pitch better by giving away one of your biggest IPs? Like, I, I don't understand how that works. So if I'm Sony and I'm trying to buy Square Enix, wouldn't you want Tomb Raider as part of that package? Maybe not. Maybe if you're, maybe if you're Sony, you already have Uncharted. And well, I thought of that, too. Yeah. And you don't want to deal with the whole, the negative um, backlash of, well, we're going to buy Tomb Raider and we're going to make it exclusive. And everybody's going to be like, why the fuck are you going to make Tomb Raider exclusive? Like, people on Xbox have been playing Tomb You know, like, it's it's like, it kind of becomes similar conversation about what happened with, with uh, Call of Duty, right? Everybody was up in the air about, is Call of Duty going to be exclusive? Is it not going to be exclusive? Maybe Sony doesn't want to have that conversation, right? Maybe they don't want to bother with that type of stuff because maybe a purchase of, of Square Enix wouldn't be like a purchase of Bungie where they remain an independent studio. They would literally get absorbed into, assuming, we're making a lot of assumptions here. I just want to be very clear about that. But, you know, let's make the assumption that maybe Sony wants to absorb them into PlayStation Studios and make have them making exclusive content. Now, with that being said, that same problem can exist with Final Fantasy, right? Final Fantasy has been on many other platforms. Now, a lot of people think of it as a PlayStation platform because of marketing, and obviously Square Enix yeah. and Sony have had a really good relationship, but I don't know. I mean, it could also just be they don't want to deal with Western properties anymore. Like, they literally sold every single Western studio. Like, I don't wow. I don't think they have any other studio that's, that's not a, a Western studio. So they seem like they really want to focus on 
their you know their Japanese studios be very focused on that. I, I don't know. I mean, in in some ways, I can see this being an attractive offer because this potentially lessens the price of the studio, and there's potentially less overlapping properties. Like Tomb Raider would be an overlapping property for for Sony. Like they would have to deal with Nathan Drake and Laura Croft, and it's like. I don't want to deal with that. So we we literally just made this Uncharted movie and all this other stuff. Like we're trying to make Uncharted what Tomb Raider was. Now, obviously, there's also the the thought that you know you could just pair them together and we could get that Tomb Raider versus Uncharted game that we've been wanting. But you know, there's, there's a lot of ways it could go. That shit would be big hitting if they did that, yo. Big hit, and even if the game itself sucked, the hype that would be around it would be massive. Yeah, Absolutely. that's 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 ridiculous. Uh, Absolutely massive. I mean, even the fact that Square Enix owned it, <clears throat> had a good relationship with Sony, and didn't take that opportunity to do that. You know, nobody's decided. There's got to be some number crunching that went down, and was like, well, this probably wouldn't be worth it because, I mean, to be quite honest, the Tomb Raider IP is a bit dormant right now. You know, like after Rise. I don't think we, you know, like we've been talking about uh, a couple weeks ago, they're going to be making a new game, but maybe, you know, from, from the standpoint of Square Enix and like anybody else who'd be looking to acquire them, maybe Tomb Raider wasn't, isn't a valuable enough IP right now. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, again, I feel like it could go so many different ways with this. I don't fully understand this either because I really feel like the Tomb Raider brand alone should be worth a billion dollars just from you know, uh, all the different aspects of media that you can take it. Like, you could make a, a Tomb Raider TV show. You know, obviously there's the movies that exist. The games are big, you know. I don't know. But the fact that Embracer Group got it and got all of this stuff for $300 million is wild to me. Like, they seem mm-hmm. to be consistently making these wild deals where they just own so many properties. Like, like I mentioned before, you know. Like, <clears throat> I, I'll just go down the line again. So some some of the studios are some of the things they own. Gearbox, right? They own Dark Horse Comics. Um, let's see. So Deep Silver, I mentioned before, with um, mm-hmm. you know, with Saints Row, Saints Row, 3D Realms. So I'm pretty sure that means they own the rights to Duke Nukem. Um, I don't know, it's just Whoa. it's just random. Like that's random. a name I have not heard it forever. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like they own random. so much stuff and they're just kind of sitting on it all. Like it's absolutely like, wild to me. What the fuck does Duke Nukem look like in 2022? Like honestly. I think that is I a hell of a question. Of steel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can make a Duke Nukem game now. <laughs> or at least have him be like as ridiculous as he's been. I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't bro. know. Duke won't get canceled. <laughs> yeah, nah, they, like, the quick, country not for him, bro. They not they not here for him. Yeah. I'll be here for you, Duke. But the country not they not with it. The country they, not they would totally that. not be with it. Um so they also own Saber Interactive, uh 4A games. Like, dude, it's so, like I said, that Metro game. Like, there's just so many things that Red Faction, Destroy All Humans, Darksiders, because, yeah, because they're basically Red THQ. Faction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically THQ Nordic. Like, all, so many properties, bro. Uh, and they haven't done anything, bro. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they're, they're responsible for Biomutant. Um, Homefront. Sorry, I'm just going to keep going through. Time Splitters. 
Kings of Alamar, Valheim. Darksiders. Is Darksiders the game that has that girl Morgan in it from Marvel Sackham? No. No? Am I fucking up? Right, I'm fucking up. My bad. No. I think you're thinking of Dark Stalkers? Is that it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad, y'all. My bad. My bad. Um, but yeah, I'm Dark I'm just going through more stuff, man. Uh, World War Z, the Evil Dead game. Uh... <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. Like <laughs> you, I don't know. It's just oh, it's wild. All these properties that they own, man. They own. That they apparently crazy. own the developer who's making or remaking that Knights of the Old Republic game. Mm-hmm. I, I alone. I think it's weird that they own Gearbox. Like that's wild to me. Yeah. Like yeah, when I was I, looking I talk, this stuff up, I thought Two K owned Gearbox. Apparently not. That's that's wild. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it, read off exactly yeah, what cool. it is. Embracer Group kicked. So this was last year. Embracer Group kicked off 2021 with its biggest purchase to date, acquiring Borderlands developer Gearbox for. See, that's cheap as hell. 363 million dollars up front with incentives that could make the deal up to worth 1.3 billion. They heard that up to 1.3 billion. Was like, yeah, we'll take the deal. <laughs> But bro, that's wild. That's nothing. Yeah, the fact that you gotta get incentives put in your contract as Borderlands is 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 or Gearbox, I should say, is is, is... Microsoft would have put up a cool uh that's crazy. couple billion for Square Enix and quit uh name it, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm very curious about how some of these deals are made because like that's wild. Again, to reiterate, that's roughly about well over 120 internal studios. So so literally this article from IGN, reading it real quick. It says, with over 120 internal studios, 230 games in development, and a massive stable of 850 IPs, Embracer Group has be quietly become one of the biggest names in video games. 850 IPs, guys. Like, wow. granted, we probably only care about a third of those, but even still, a third of, a, a third of 850 is a lot of yeah, IPs. Yeah, that's insane. Insane. Like yo, and we're and and we're worried about freaking Microsoft buying Activision. Like, bro, what? <clears throat> These are the companies we need to be worried about. Yeah, and Tencent too. Tencent buying well, pieces of everything. But the thing is, Embracer isn't a, you know an American company though. I feel like that's probably like a reason why. Even though I know Sony is like you know being looked at for Bungie for some reason. Well, because Sony operates in America, but that's not what I'm talking oh. about, though. When I say when I say like we're worried about it, I'm talking about the gaming community at large, like complaints about yeah. stuff like the FTC. The FTC will do what the FTC does. But at the end of the day, they're not going to they're not going to stop Sony from buying Bungie. They're not going to stop Microsoft from buying Activision. Even all these lawsuits that are going on right now, like New York just sued um, Activision or Bobby Kotick or I can't remember exactly what what it is, but. Saying that they they mishandled this whole act, acquisition or mishandled everything to lead to this acquisition, like whatever that all that stuff doesn't matter. The the deal will likely go through, even if certain aspects of the deal have to change. But as a gaming community, we all complain and talk this, that, and the other, wax poetics about who should own a bajillion <coughs> properties and like industry consolidation and yada yada yada. But I feel like we point the fingers at the wrong people, in my opinion, like. Microsoft, at some level, because of how high profile they are, anything that they do is going to be looked at through a magnifying glass. And I think because of that, 
<clears throat> Microsoft tries very hard to do things the right way. <clears throat> Sony, to a lesser extent, they don't necessarily get as scrutinized because it's just different. Like, like Microsoft has an entire company from Windows to to Outlook and Office and all the stupid other shit that they deal with. They get looked at through like a, a, a very fine. Everything goes through a fine tooth comb, you know. Um, Sony, not as much, but I do think that people also hold Sony accountable or try to hold Sony accountable when they do stupid shit. Embracer group groups like the Embracer group and uh, Tencent and then whoever it is that potentially could be trying to buy uh, Ubisoft because they said that they're they're in talks by uh, to be get to get acquired by like a private equity firm like gamers as a as a whole don't really point at those companies to hold people accountable there. So I don't know. I just feel like when I hear 120 studios, 850 IPs owned by one one company. That's kind of a problem, man. That's the type yeah. of industry consolidation that we don't need. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is, is, like, since they aren't, like, Microsoft or Sony, like, they probably overlook it just for the simple fact that they're not going to, like, do any exclusivity rights. So I feel like that's why they're overlooking it. But And then, like, you know, if Microsoft were to buy it, then it's like, oh, now Microsoft's going to make this exclusive and it's not a whole big problem. So, like... yeah. No, I Maybe definitely hear that. I definitely hear that. I mean, I I think but the only other argument I go, I would go to against that is that Microsoft said that they're going to keep Call of Duty multi-platform, and yet there is still this whole conversation around like industry consolidation, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't do this, and we shouldn't do that. And it's like, well, they're doing the thing that I think everybody wants them to do, and obviously, Activision is a place where like things were not going well, you know. <clears throat> so why are we still worried about Microsoft? You know, like don't worry about Microsoft. We'll worry about another company, or like keep, yeah. keep going after Activision specifically because of the things that they're doing wrong. So I don't know. It just gets weird to me. And I think I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with Embracer Group. But I, it, to me, like I don't feel like a lot of those properties that they've been make or games that they've been making have come out particularly fruitful. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully. Because at, at the least, like, I don't know if I trust Square Enix to be running some of these properties. So hopefully at least, they, you know, like, Tomb Raider will be able to just be Tomb Raider without having to worry about an overlord, like, telling them what to do or whatever. Because that, maybe that's the thing with Embracer Group is they're not really as hands-on and bothering people to do this, that, and the third. Maybe, you know, Crystal Dynamic can actually do their thing with Tomb Raider or... Idols Montreal can do what you know, like maybe things will change as far as the trajectory of those studios. I'm also very surprised that considering $300 million, Microsoft couldn't just go buy Crystal Dynamic because they're partnering with them to do this uh, perfect dark game. Mm-hmm. Why not just shell out, I don't know, $100 million and go buy Square, um, not Square Enix, sorry, Crystal Dynamic. And I don't know, you don't necessarily have to keep the Tomb Raider IP, but we don't really have a uncharted type of game on Xbox. So like you could do that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's some interesting situations there. Even EA, like why would an EA go buy them? EA's got money. They're not doing poorly. They still make a, a ton of money hand over fist with like FIFA and Madden and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that it's Embracer group, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Where Maybe they were the first ones to knock and you know, that's it. But did you tell me, got, tell me EA couldn't offer up 300 mil? I, I'm not saying they couldn't, but I feel like they were the first one to knock, and I feel like Square was just, like, desperate. 
Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it looks like yeah. to me. It, it looks like that. You're you're not wrong. I mean, didn't they lose like two hundred million dollars on the Marvel stuff itself? Like, yeah, yeah, they so. yeah yeah. Square Duffy lost two hundred million. <laughs> Stop so. the bleeding. But yo, that's Stop even crazier. The they lost two hundred million on the Marvel stuff and sold for three hundred million. Like, oof, oof, yeah, that's a bad break. Yeah, so they only made a hundred million in the end. So. Did they, did they even make that hundred million? Like, when yeah, you really yeah. think about from a grand scheme of things, isn't that just a complete loss? Like, it, it's got to be a complete loss. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, that's that's literally a cut. And that's run. pretty bad. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know. I feel like it was just a desperate call. They saw the opportunity, and Microsoft didn't bite first, probably just because of the whole Activision scandal. So, like, they just got desperate. That's what. That's why I look at this situation. It's desperate measures. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think you're absolutely right, and I I but I think that desperation may lead to an acquisition because they said, uh, I think Square Enix claimed that they did this so that they could refocus and and focus on like blockchain and NFT stuff and yada yada, and it's like, bro, come on now, like the, the NFT stuff, people people have already told you they don't really want to see you dealing with that stuff in in their games. I don't trust Square Enix to do that right, so. Is it really because, like, I don't know, man. I I really think they yeah. get they get purchased. We'll see. You know, yeah. if the whole rumors are true, with Sony buying them. I mean, anyways, what they have left is Final Fantasy. I don't play that, so I'm fine with it. Uh, Outriders too, bro. Fuck you, mean that's gone. That's gone. They don't. They, yeah. All their Western properties are gone. All of them. Why did I think Outriders wasn't part of that? I'm tripping. My bad. All their Sorry. Western properties are gone. Like. We done. We good with y'all. You know, that's... Like, I don't even think... Does Sony own People Could Fly? Hold on. Or not Sony. Square Enix. Mm. That's a good question. I don't think they owned them. I think they partnered with them. They own the rights. Hmm. Yeah, we gonna have to dig more into this because the way they worded this too, like there might yeah, still be little... certain certain IPs that they still own too. Like, I don't know, man. This is wild. That's all I'm gonna say. This is wild. <laughs> I agree. This is wild, and I think it's something that we're still gonna be talking about for 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 weeks and months ahead because I do think that this will lead to Square, Square got robbed. getting they robbed Did themselves. They it sounds like I was about to say, did they get robbed? Nah. It sounds like they robbed themselves. I Sold themselves short. That's what they did. For real. For real. All right, guys. But I do think this is probably a good place to end it. Um, you know, obviously, we got a, a lot more that we're going to be seeing these next couple uh, weeks and months, like we said. You know, um, make sure to check us out next week. And uh, if, if you do miss us next week, definitely make sure to come back by June 9th and uh, June 12th because we're definitely going to be live streaming. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be live streaming the, the Summer Games Fest event because it's happening during the day, and I think these guys will be working. But... Probably. Yeah, I'm gonna be taking some time off for that, but we will all be together for that Xbox Bethesda showcase. So make sure to check us out for that on June 12th, guys. Um, yeah, check us out at the uh, social media stuff down below if you guys are watching on our YouTube page. And for those of you who are listening, you know, come over to YouTube. You know, come come check us out. You know, um, you know, maybe give us a little subscription or whatnot. Help us out a little bit. Please, please, please. For sure. But also, guys, make sure to check us out on our social medias at XPACPod on Twitter and on Instagram. And then uh, search us up, XPAC, or sorry, Expansion Pack Podcast on TikTok, guys. Thank you guys again for watching and listening. Check you guys out next week. 
Peace. Hiya.